The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleep List. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Torres, here on the home of list making at BICBP-radio.com. We are back in your life for another week of list making. And by we, I am, of course, returning, uh, referring to myself and my tag team partner, Mr. Matt Johnson. Look at that. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, my man. We're already keeping with the theme of the show. I we thought. are. That was a really great intro with the tag team stuff and all that. So, um, bravo to you. Yeah, this is a... Uh, we are... Uh, we got a fun guest. Obviously, you're going to bring him in in just a moment. But, um, but yeah, we're back in the world of pro wrestling today. And uh, these are always really fun lists. Really cool to revisit some of these, you know. Uh, have an opportunity to talk about the day and age that you know i i really loved pro wrestling you know it, it's it, that's the nice thing about these lists is yeah we can pick something that's you know happening currently modern times we can we can always our list is a reflection of our interest and obviously obviously by my, my list today um and any list that i make it you 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 know you get to see what what and when i loved something oh, so yeah um, i know because of our era i feel like we're gonna have a lot of like Paths crossing in certain. We might. I was actually telling our guest over here today that um, that uh, I have a lot of very obscure tag teams on my list. Oh, good. So I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I'm really excited to kind of talk about some of them today because I'm sure maybe some of them may be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let me bring in our guest today without further ado. So uh, our guest is someone I've known for a very long time since I was little, since he was little. Um, I, we've grown up together, and we've gone from we've constantly switched roles as like teacher and student. I feel back and forth in a lot of different ways. Um, he is the what's your official title? Is it the artistic director or the uh, president of like I'm the acting both. president? You uh, you are both of that. Yeah. Uh, so he is the artistic director and the acting president for the Ghostlight Theater, which if you have listened to me talk on the show before, it's a place very near and dear to my heart that I grew up at and around. Uh, you could currently catch his production of Sweeney Todd up. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday this coming week. That would be August uh, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Mr. DJ Sports. Thank you for that intro. That was that was too kind. <laughs> too kind. We try to butter up our guests here because yeah, that's yeah. Like the high point of, I feel, I'll like their it. experience here. <laughs> hey, we, yeah, we appreciate you coming on, bud. Um, you know, you've been doing a great job on the show. Uh it, with, with you know the Star Night Theater podcast and uh, first, I mean, thanks for being a part of the network. 
of course. It's uh, it's really cool to have you. And, um, yeah, just keep up the good work. You know, you guys, I was showing you before, you get a lot of good responses on Spotify and such. You're a busy, busy dude. And the mm-hmm. fact that, uh, you know, you find it, it seems like you find it very easy to get guests on, which is always a nice thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, every week you got a guest on. One time I turn on the camera and he's got like 20 kids in here. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. But it was hilarious. I'm watching on the camera, I'm like, what is going on? But I'm like, oh, you know, DJ's he's got no problem getting guests on. He's he's rocking and rolling. So yeah. Matt's uh, texting me like, "Are you busy? There might be something up at the studio." I was super worried. I was like, I don't know what's on the chalkboard. <laughs> what what do I have any inappropriate signs and stuff? I'm like, um, but no, it, it, like it's 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 cool because you know you're you're pretty young yourself. We were saying you're only 22 years old yourself, and you have so much respect and uh, and and obviously leadership qualities too. Where you're you know people older than you, people younger than you, they gravitate to you, and uh, you obviously have no problem getting them in here and, and getting them to chat about shows. So, uh, bravo to you, my man. Thank you, thank you. I, I love being part of the network. I love having the the pod, and and I mean it's theater people so they love talking yes that's, no, that's why it's so easy to to bring them in yeah it's so cool to hear because you know you and i grew up around it so we obviously know a lot of the stories and some of the background uh to a certain extent but to have a platform for everybody to be able to hear those stories and see how far the goal yeah, yeah. has come as a company is such a cool thing i, I love really, it i really really love it uh, but of course Today's list is not theater-related. It's wrestling-related, which is something all three of us really gravitate towards. For sure. Deej, you've been a wrestling fan since, like, you were little, since I've known you, I think, we've been yeah. talking about it. Absolutely. Uh, My cousin Sarah, I have to shout her out. She's yeah, yeah. the one who, who got me involved real young. And I, first match I saw was Jeff Hardy versus, I want to say Chris Jericho, just on an episode of SmackDown. Okay. And instantly, I'm like, Jeff is Jeff's my guy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, do you think? Uh, well, I mean, do you think your your interest, your upbringing in theater, did it? Do you think it helps you like pro wrestling, the theatrics of pro wrestling at all? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of does go hand. It, it really does go hand in hand because um, actually, you see a lot of. I mean, theater, you know, acting and such. A lot of wrestlers. Big famous ones like The Rock, like Batista, like John Cena, and several others. They kind of go on to acting, and it's uh, it is really cool to see. I think uh, uh, I, I think that they both. If, if somebody who dabbles in both, it it really helps the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I agree, and I, I love a, a guy who can cut a guy or girl who can cut a promo. Yeah. So that's so theatrical. That that's my favorite part of it. So it's, they're cutting promos on each other. It's oh, it's so great. It's so great. I I tend to watch those back more than I do actual wrestling. Oh, Me too. So weird. Me too. Um. So we were talking a little bit uh, before the show too, before we got recording. Um. You know, just yeah, obviously, you know, young interest in wrestling. You got any favorite memories just watching wrestling or being around, you know, being a wrestling fan growing up? Yeah. So I, I used to have, I don't know if anyone remembers these, but Playmobil were these like Lego like things. And so if I wasn't reenacting a show with them, I would take the Wii Fit board, <laughs> the one that you're supposed to use to exercise <laughs> and just have them wrestle on there. And that was my big wrestling ring. And I had like my, my little John Cena. I had me. As a wrestler, That's like so cool, I, love it. I was going to grow up and be this guy, 
and he was kicking John Cena's butt, winning titles and everything. <laughs> like that that's my favorite memory by far. I love it. I love it. It is it is cool to see because no matter you know if you loved wrestling at one point or you know you still love it always like it. A lot of people have had some kind of it's had some kind of major impact on a lot of people's lives. Oh yeah, you know you think about just memories around around that. We've Dan, you and I have talked numerous times about our memories around pro wrestling, um, being a fan, being involved in the ways that we have. It's uh, it's really cool, and I love when people can kind of come on and, and and tell that stuff. It's, I mean, it's it's that's cool. It's a personal memory that you get to share, and who knows, one of our listeners may have something relatable. Yeah, you know, yeah. to that, and that's uh, that's a connection. Yeah, I love it. Um, without further ado, I feel like we're gonna get into some really good wrestling talk tonight. Oh, yeah. So why don't we kick off our top ten? Uh, tag teams of all time, our top 10 favorite tag teams of all time. DJ, we always let our guests go first, so why don't you bring us in with your number 10? Okay, all right. This one uh, was kind of a a newer team, but I I loved watching their stuff in NXT. It's American Alpha. Oh, yes, yeah. Jason Jordan, Chad Gable. Uh, I had the sweatshirt. Love, big, big fan of, of all their matches. I love Gable's work. He's super, super athletic, and his ring work is really underrated. Obviously. I agree. Splitting them up was just the worst decision they That's made. Usually, what happens with a lot of yeah. tag team, a lot of the ones that I'm talking about, I'm going to be talking about today, they were just split up at an inopportune time, and it's like, dude, tag team wrestling is so special. Yeah, it's unique. It's so fun and creative, and it doesn't get the love and respect that. I don't think it it, it deserves. Oh, I agree. At least not anymore. Yeah. Because there's like, right, I mean, watching SmackDown and Raw back in the day, there was times there's like, are there really even any tag teams currently? But that's a good, I mean, that's a really good one. Me being like the amateur, uh, an amateur wrestling guy, high school wrestler, I love teams like that. Yeah. I have one or two on my list that that are, I'd similar, like I'm picking them because of that style of wrestling. And and it, it it's it's so cool and it's it's neat now because we're in a more athletic. I feel it's it's weird. The entertainment level is high, but also the athleticism is high too. You don't get too many like big dudes anymore, yeah. right? And, and it's weird. You got guys like uh, Gable Stevenson who's so interested in like becoming a part of it, and guys like Daniel Cormier who jump in. Yeah. Like there's there's legitimacy to it now. For like, sure. They they cross the worlds all the time. I think there's a respect where people now understand it's scripted, but there's a ridiculous amount of athleticism yeah, that has to right. go into everything they do. Yeah. And that's why match quality is up uh so as as high as it is currently too. They they did American Alpha dirty. Yeah they did it wasn't uh didn't they say Jason Jordan was like Kurt Angle's son at one yep. point? Yeah, like, and that was yep. kind of the end of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty much downhill from there. <laughs> I was like, "This is crazy." And now, and then, every time he shows up, they they rip on him for it. Oh my god, um, oh, that's god. hilarious! <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, that's a great choice. I love that you picked Alpha Academy to start, or American Alpha to start up. Um, excellent, Matt. You're number ten. All right. Um, my number 10, I'm going to go with a – it's a short-lived team, but it was really, really fun. And I mostly love this team because of the bits that they did together. They started coming together around mid to late 2002. Um, it is Booker T and Goldust. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you you were definitely a youngin uh, when they came around. I retroactively watched all their stuff, but um, – 
Booker T was like a he was a top like a top level heel. He just but it wasn't like hitting the way that I think they wanted it to. He was doing a lot of the NWO stuff. Shawn Michaels kicked him in the face. And then these Goldust and Booker T segments started happening where Goldust is stalking Booker. Um uh <laughs> the one <laughs> where they're at 7-Eleven and um Oh my god, it's so good. And uh he's <laughs> I think Goldust I I probably got this backwards, but he, he if if you let me sip your Slurpee, I'll let you bite my wiener. Or it's opposite. <laughs> and they're at a Seven Eleven, just stalk like, and, and just yeah, it's very stalkerish and just uh, it, it. But it was humorous. It was so funny, um, just how they came a bit because Booker T, you know, loved Booker T in WCW. He wasn't really a comedy funny haha guy in in the ring, and a lot of his segments weren't either. Um, but Goldust brought the best out of him, and I remember it was Armageddon 2002. I remember buying the DVD a couple years later, um, but then winning the tag team titles. I'm like, this is this is cool. Yeah, like that. What a good build up and what a payoff. And I don't think they were tag team champs for very long, but there was also this eternal friendship thing too. Because when Booker T was chasing Triple H for the title at WrestleMania 19, Goldust was still his buddy. Goldust was still defending him. And eventually got electrocuted, developed Tourette's from that somehow, some way. But uh, Booker T and Goldust is my number 10. Uh, very, very fun duo. Go look up the YouTube. The, this gets on YouTube. There's one where Booker T's got a lightsaber. Um, there's the Lumberjack one where they're doing it with Lumberjacks and, lumber, and they oh, dress up yeah. as Lumberjacks. I think Booker T has a beard uh, and an axe. It's <laughs> just goofy as stuff. But um, that is my number 10. That's an awesome one. Yeah. Um, I I love the um because they always alluded to it through their careers too because they never crossed paths too much yeah but um when they did the Chicago WrestleMania uh, Booker was facing the Boogeyman in the promo they did right before it he's passing all these like weird gimmicky wrestlers like. Paul Burchill, and he was the pirate at the time. Yeah. Snitsky's like licking May Young's foot. Oh, the so Ted DiBiase's like paying Eugene $100 if he could bounce a basketball <laughs> a hundred times in a row. <laughs> Terrible. But then Booker's like, what's going on? And then he's like, He's like, excuse me, miss, can you tell me what? And it's gold dust in a wig. And he just turns. And the whole place goes nuts just at the fact that they're on screen together again. It yeah. just shows, like, how much they were loved for that short period of time that they were. Yeah, there. they were booked well and, and just absolutely iconic. So, yeah, I had to have them. Fu- again, I told you, uh, you know, when we get into this, very short-lived teams that were just too good. So, yeah, Booker T and Goldust, very entertainment-wise, uh, chef's kiss, great team. So my number 10 is on number 10 for that reason as well. It was short-lived. It didn't necessarily make the best impression, like, in a lot of people's, but it made an impression for sure. And But this team was just so weird, and I don't understand why it was so fun. I'm talking about Kane and Rob Van Dam I when love, they were a tag a team. Cool so close to making my list. Dude, they were the weirdest dynamic. It was, I almost, I thought about putting Team Hell No on Me here too, too with, with Daniel and him. But RVD and Kane was the OG trial of yes. doing that. And those two together 
were just the best. Like, RVD tried to get him to be calm all the time and just be like a Zen Kane. Yeah. My favorite thing they ever did uh, was this promo where they're about to uh, face three-minute warning on Raw with, like, Batista and three-minute warnings corner. Yeah. And RVD's saying something about you need to go to your happy place in order to be the best place for yourself. You got to release your inner Kane. And like, it, it is trying to just soften him up a little bit. And Coach is doing the interview. So he's like, tell him, Coach. And Coach is like, okay, so you know when you're at Disney and like you're on the rides and like there's this, and RVD like has this look like, why the hell would you even start? <laughs> and Coach starts singing It's a Small World to Kane. And Kane just grabs him by the throat and is like, it is not a small world. It is a painful and unhappy world. Something they're about to find out right now. And like goes out to enter the match. And RVD just totally on brand just walks up to Coach and goes, it's a small world, dude. What are you smoking? <laughs> that just goes away. They they were so good, and their matches were good too. Yeah, their match yeah. quality was always always great. RVD is one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I I've uh, always had a, a I've always loved the big man little man tag teams. I've always had like a uh, uh, I don't even know the phrase, the word for it, but just I've always loved that. And Kane. Ironically enough, I don't know how many different tag team partners he's had as champion, like a tag team champions, but he's had quite a bit. Yeah, he's on my list three times because I think he's, he's one. On of, he's twice, he's yeah. one of the better tag team wrestlers ever. Um, which is like it's it's weird because he's had a pretty iconic solo career. You don't you don't think of Kane as the tag team wrestler, right. but dude, his tag team, like a lot of his tag teams. Like great, he was a great guy in that yeah. spot. Like he was, he was just really good in that portion of the show. He had really good chemistry yeah. with a lot of people. You could tell with how many friends he has outside of like the locker room. Oh yeah, like he's close with so many. Like Edge is one of his best friends. It's like Edge is one of the nicest guys of all time. So. Yeah, yeah. But um, I loved the team of uh, Kane and RVD, and I thought they deserved a mention at least. No, that's so a great one. Number 10. Great choice, buddy. Great Thank choice. You, dude. I love that. Thank you, DJ. Um, let's go to our number nines. DJ. Um, shout out Kane again. This one I have Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane. Uh, just I love Spooky. I love Halloween, so I've always loved Undertaker. And then those two teaming up was just... Just amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say too much because I do have them on, on my list. Me but too. That's, that was one that me and my brother bonded over that like yeah. team because my brother my brother loved Undertaker and Kane, um, especially Kane because, they, again, they're brothers. So um, that was like our, our, our cool connection. I grew up, I grew up you know, with, with Undertaker, Dead Man um, stuff, and, and, and my brother grew up, you know, Kane when he was unmasking for the first time and just so enamored with it. So that was a, that was always like a cool uh like bonding thing for us. Yeah. So, but what a gra- I mean, what a great team. They're forever connected. Forever yeah. connected. Uh those two. And yeah, one of the best tag teams of all time. That video of Taker telling him that he's going in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gets me every freaking time. Yeah. It's so good. You could just tell how good of a relationship they've had. For sure. I mean, 
you know, just 20 years uh, being together. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Kane wrestled him before he was Kane a couple times, too. I think. I think so, too. I think he might have done it as fake Diesel once. I think when Kane did, he was Unabomber in OVW, I think he wrestled, was it, no, not Ohio, a Smoky Mountain. I think Undertaker came and they wrestled. He did, yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Which is really cool, too. So there's a very big, you know, long connection there. And he was really, Kane wasn't supposed to be like a long-lasting gimmick either. It was just... People loved him. That well, yeah, he would just immortalize. But people were they were just looking for new opponents for Undertaker to wrestle. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and Kane just stuck. Such a good storyline, um, iconic debut, cool entrance. So yeah, that's yeah. a great choice, buddy. Love it. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about brothers. Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> of course, uh, Matt, go ahead. All right, my number nine. I'm going to go with. Uh, this is where I'm going to put the uh, the world's greatest tag team. Oh, so they, they were, were going to be on there. I love Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. These guys had a, uh, uh, I would think it was like a year long run together on SmackDown in 03, from 03 to 04. They debuted as part of Team Angle. Um, and uh, eventually they turned on Kurt when Kurt turned babyface. And they had their own run. I think they won the tag team titles a couple times. Super athletic dudes, uh, technical wrestling style. Uh, I know Shelton did amateur wrestling. I'm not sure how Charlie Haas did, but he certainly looked the part. Um, if he didn't do it, uh, you know, in a previous life, but uh, these guys, they weren't the greatest at talkers, but all their stuff, all their moves were just the athleticism and, and stuff was just off the hook crazy. Um, cool combo moves. I love their team finisher where. Uh, Haas, they had him on the ropes. Haas had their, their ankles over his shoulders standing up, and Shelton would springboard off Haas's back and like uh, and just sit on the opponents like like almost like a guillotine in a sense. And that was like their tag team move. They had a couple other cool things too, but um, it was really neat too. In like 06, 07, they ended up reuniting on Raw. Like Haas went away for a couple years, came back, and uh, they booked him together when Shelton was... Uh, was doing the, uh, I think it was the gold standard. He started turning heel a little bit. but Oh, yeah, they did bring him back. Yeah, but it was just, it, it was so cool. Just a, uh, that's for me, I'm not a promo guy. Not that, it, being, saying I'm not a promo guy, meaning I, I can't do one very good. All right, I love watching them. Um, but I love that physical, just old school, classic wrestling. And I thought those two epitomized it well. So, world's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, uh, that is my number nine. They actually did it on the indies a couple times too. I think they did it for ROH That's for awesome. a little bit. I think I'm pretty sure they reunited there. So two guys again, eternally linked. Um, brief run. Shelton was obviously the bigger of the two, bigger name of the two. Shelton He's just fantastic. So cool. He's another un- completely underrated. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. His his biggest issue was he he couldn't talk on the mic. That was his yeah. biggest fault. But my God, Money in the Bank ladder matches. I loved him for it. He yeah, always he some of the crazy stuff. That was doing like the crazy stunt. Every he, he would be the bottom of the card, and they're like, you know what? We got ladder match coming up. You're gonna come in it, and you're gonna do some something crazy. Like they went to him for crazy ladder stuff, like they do for Kofi with a wild Royal Rumble, you know, yeah, yeah. A, 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 like exit entrance kind of thing. 
that's how good, like running up the ladder for clotheslines, T-bone off the top. I could watch Shelton Benjamin highlights forever. Um, Dude, he debuted on Raw. They drafted him to Raw, and he pinned Triple H clean Yeah, his first night on Raw. Beat him two wow. weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row they booked him to I didn't know beat that. Triple H. Yep. And, like, this was when Triple H was, like... It, like Mr. Monday Nights, yeah. Mr. I run the comp, like yeah. the height of everything, and he beat him clean twice. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. They yeah. built him like a monster from and, the beginning. And that super kick, he took the, the sweet chin music, oh, he springboarded. so cool. I remember watching that, and my jaw dropped. He springboard, jumped across the whole ring, and just yep. popped him. It was insane. Wildly good. Um, Shelton, so Shelton could take a good super kick, too, but... Yeah. There it is. My number nine, uh, World's Greatest Tag Team. Very I like nice. that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my number nine is one that you'll definitely recognize, Matt. <clears throat> I had to weigh a lot of different options when it came to this, but I had to go with my heart. The, I, from my time in pro wrestling, I got to see a lot of good tag teams come through the indies and go through. Uh, and go through. Um, you have... Kevin Grayson, Pepper Parks, mm-hmm. well, um, before Pepper was with Butcher and the Blade, yep. which he's killing it doing that now. Um, you have the Peacock Experience. I love them. Which was um, Will and Dalton Castle, Dalton Castle yep. who came out to Katy Perry every single time. And, like, I listened to that song. Party. I remember knowing that because of it. I, so I remember I was thinking about this on the way here. The one show they were facing... Um, the the Irish group, I can't remember. The McLeods? Celtic. Yeah, the McLeods, yeah. the McLeods. And they were talking about how pasty they were. They said, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And they recruited, like, 20 bodies from backstage to just, like, put on, like, Halloween costumes and Ghostbusters crap. <laughs> and, then, and they played the Ghostbusters team, and then those two came out in the Ghostbusters uniform. And, like, started. <laughs> it was so, like, ridiculous and so. But they also worked really well. However... I, I could not put a greatest tag team list of all time together without putting the Oliver Street Express. Ah, your there. boys. They, so the Oliver Street Express are my friends, Kevin and Randy, or not Kevin and Randy, Andrew and Randy, um, from back when we were in UIW. They had a group from way back in the day called the Fire Pit. That was their first thing because it was Andrew and Randy Flame. They were the Flame Brothers, and they just like – always were like, yeah, this is our thing. Like, we're a tag team. They feuded all the time, like, in the backyard, too. Like, they broke uh, they broke apart. Then they got to the Indies, and they be- became a tag team on the Indies. Yeah. And they became Andy C. and Randy P., the Oliver Street Express, and won the tag titles at ESW, which I just think is the coolest shit. <laughs> like, what a full-circle thing, especially because for a time, Randy did not want to... He was not set on being a wrestler. Right. That thought really interested him, and for a while, he was just kind of out. And then I remember his first day back in training where I saw the fire, like, light up under his ass again. And now he talks about it like, yeah, maybe I'll come back. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not retired. <laughs> That's just Randy. I, I love him constantly. <laughs> They've got a great thing going right now, though. Yeah, um, and they worked everybody too. That's the thing. They they had really good tag team matches with everybody they came yeah. across. Uh, got their ass kicked by some people too, but <laughs> yeah, I was just watch uh, Hate Brigade. I was just yeah, out oh with, yeah, with, I was just uh, gonna say my buddy. Bobby Sapphire, and he was talking Bobby. about how he just used to throw him around all the time. They, yeah, they got powerbomb. There was this 
tag team called the Hate Brigade, two huge dudes that could just like toss you around. And the one time I watched them pick up Randy and Andrew and just powerbomb them into each other. Oh. It was gross. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. it was disgusting. <laughs> There's no safe way to take that out. Yeah, all. no. Oh. It's like something Ben would do yeah. if, you, if you let him. Uh, all right. On to our number eight for our tag teams. DJ. Eight, I have the Motor City Machine Guns from TNA Impact Wrestling. Uh, I think they started in TNA. Yes. And then whenever it changed over, I always loved watching them. And they had a great feud with uh, Beer Money, who I also have on my list up later. But... I, I just, I don't know, watching them was, was so fun. And they could do the promos. They put on just, I don't know, great matches every time. It was just a joy to watch. Well, Chris Saban is awesome in itself. And yep. Alex Shelley was also super underrated when it came down to it. But the both of them together seemed to be where the money was. Yeah. They just complemented each other super, super well every time. And when NXT needed good teams the most, they were a solid team to have for a very long time. Yeah, I, I wish, I don't know, I, I wish they would come to a bigger promotion now and we could see them more. But I just, I haven't watched Impact since, I don't even know, yeah. since like Jeff Hardy left. They make like... I stopped when Christian came back, left and came back to WWE. Yeah. Like, that was kind of it for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. They so kind of... Pop up in the Forbidden Door thing with AEW now every once in a while. Like the Motor City Machine Guns will pop out and be like, oh, that's cool. But then they disappear again. For right. Like however long. And they're just, they're so good. And, and their ladder matches and their the, the X matches where the things, the titles are hanging above the ring. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just fun. They're just fun. They had some, TNA had some great talent. They had a lot of booking problems. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Would book, they would book people terribly. And that's what ultimately killed them. But like, Man, you can't say that they didn't have people like AJ Abyss, oh, yeah. City Machine Gun, like all these people that went on to be massive stars. Even like guys like Robbie E, who's a trainer with WWE now, yeah. like, and making a killing in that company. Like they had people who really knew the business. They had so them. many people, and and Sting had his like big run there. That yeah. was that was fun to watch. His his Joker makeup yes. run. I loved that run. Yeah. So good. Those are some good times. I'm glad good you times. included them on here. I, I totally missed them when I was making this list. Yeah, I was trying to think of some TNA one. And that was a good one, too, but I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. TNA is just overall just such a disappointment. Yeah, to no, me, I, unfortunately. <laughs> that's true, for sure. Yeah. But there's still, I mean, they, I don't want to take away great tag teams, but it was just, it was so hard to get into it. Like, um, the presentation hurt a lot, you oh, know, yeah. in those small, the small venues and stuff. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Production is really everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it is everything. Even though, you know, kudos to people who can look past that. I'm obviously very bad at that. Um, but great choice. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Sir, Matt, what you got for your number eight? All right. My number eight, this is where I'm going to put... Uh, this is where I'm going to put the Brothers of Destruction here. I'm okay. going to put them out of the way here. Um, I remember Kane's debut. I was I wasn't watching it, but I watched the I believe I watched the Raw after where they showed like highlights and they showed him Kane ripping the door down um, and attacking Taker. But it was so cool the build up to their their match at WrestleMania 14. 
They didn't touch each other. Taker didn't want to fight him, and he kept holding it off, holding it off. And then there's a point in time where you thought they were going to be like together. I think Taker or Kane helped save Undertaker at one point, and um, they did this thing where Kane was leaving, and Undertaker did that thing where he does on his knees and extends his hand out. Yeah. And Kane was looking down the aisle and did it back to him. She so thought Kane was a baby face, and then Kane turned on him. And Undertaker whipped him up at WrestleMania. And then they eventually ended up teaming up together. Like, the, the for years, people wanted to see these two like, team up together. And it was really awesome when they finally did. Yeah. Um, it, it just made it that much more. They Their first big run was when Taker was doing the biker-taker thing. But they had a couple other tag team runs when, when Taker was dead man, like, 06, 07. Uh, they crossed paths a lot, quite a bit as a tag team. Um you know, back then, they're, they're, but they're always they're always, they were always feuding, always kind of on again, off again. But what a dominant team! Like that's a team that should have never been beaten. Um, but just so iconic, just so iconic. They really had me think that they were brothers. That's how good they were. That's how good they were presented. That's how good they were as a team. And um, two just very very legendary uh, careers. Undertaker, obviously the bigger star, far far and away. But Kane's had a really great underrated career too. Never, you know, behind the scenes, never heard heard a bad thing about him. Never, um, you know, never won. Like, I got to be world champion. He had a great run with maybe one or two heavyweight title reigns. Yeah. Maybe that. So, mm. um, but as a team, yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Taker and Kane comes in at number eight. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Um, so we couldn't put trios or factions on here, which yeah. killed me for for some things because there were some really good factions out there and some people that have been. We'll do a faction list at some at point. at some yeah, point. Yeah. That yeah. would be really cool. Um, and there was a lot that I wanted to include that I couldn't put in, and I'm thinking about you know specific Randy Orton teams in the past, and I'm thinking Evolution. Ah, can't do that. Legacy can't freaking do that. Trio. Yep. Yeah. Uh, RK bro, eh, like yes, but it's not not enough time hasn't passed yet where I right. consider them one of the best ever. However, one I can put on here, this absolutely unarguable is rated RKO. I knew it. I knew you're going there. It is so yeah. Matt's covering up his list because <laughs> inevitably it's on there. They came at a time where WWE needed them desperately. Like, they needed another team to really, really fill the spot and to be somebody that uh, the new DX could kind of have legitimacy and feud. Good rivalries. Good rivalries of those two. Really, really good ones. Um, And, man, what else can you say about it? It's Edge and Randy Orton teaming up together two of the best performers that have ever walked across uh the wwe and graced it with their presence they mashed up their themes which was awesome they would walk out to the blend of uh metalingus and burn in my line It, it they were tag champions which was so cool they had such a small run together but they still put the belts on them because why not why wouldn't you do that at that point yeah they were peaking at the same time i know there were some uh, opportunities like they were trying to build Edge up a couple times and he'd get hurt or something would happen. Um, but they were really on the rise together at the same time. And it was it was weird at first. It's super weird at first because usually a lot of teams that are slapped together are don't have that like main level of uh, that that those heights of, yeah. of popularity. 
like Edge and Randy Orton did, but they did, right? It happens very, very rarely. Mega powers, but there was a goal in mind, right? Hogan and Savage, there was a goal in mind at the end. Um, you know, get uh, like Batista and John Cena, I think, won the tag titles at one point, but there was a goal in mind to get them to a certain point. Yes. Um, but, like, with those two, I don't know if there ever was a plan. Like, they were both... They, were they want to turn one of them face? I don't know. They they broke up and they had a match. It was a heel versus heel match. It was really weird, yeah. but it was it was a really it was one of the best throw together teams of all time. Oh, for sure. So yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely and the th- like you said the theme song hybrid uh, chef's kiss. It was it, that's that was one of the selling points for me. I love so, that. Yeah. Nothing like a good mashup when it nah, comes to that. It's yeah yeah uh, very good. All right, number seven, DJ, kick us off. All right, so it's a trio, but I'm picking two of them okay. out of there. All right, it's New Day, but um, I want Kofi and Xavier Woods. Yeah. Uh, every every time they would, would go against the Usos, they fought like four billion times the one year, and every match would just up. They they, they, they would level up each each match. So, I mean, they're just fantastic. And I'm a huge Kofi fan. Huge, huge I love his story, his heavyweight title story. Yes, that brought that pulled me back into wrestling for a little bit, and then he like lost it, and like like that, I was and like, like five seconds. Yeah, to, to Brock. Brock yep. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm out, I'm out, check it out. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that they did that, but he's that's another guy that has always been a company man, and just yeah, wherever you need me, I'm here. Won every belt that you could pretty much win in the company. Has had. Never a boring moment. I was thinking about some of the people he's tagged with over the years, uh, like other than Xavier, uh, Evan Bourne, CM Punk. CM Punk and Uh, Kofi almost made my list. Yeah, Yeah, that was was a great team back in the day. Um, Had great matches against McIntyre, Christian, like everybody you could have possibly asked him to work in that time. He was working well. Um, and Xavier, just the New Day in general, is such a fun group. But yeah. Xavier and him always have a specific chemistry that I oh, love. Yeah. And the way they took it, where it started as like like that church kind of singing group, and then like to where it is now is like, oh my God, how yeah. did you do that? It's to the point where people who don't follow wrestling kind of know the New, but new yeah. Day a little bit. And yeah. like the Bootios has stuff to do with yes. it too. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> so good. I like when they, they had the one, Russell, I think it was the WrestleMania entrance, where they had the giant box of bootios, yes. tipped it over, and then walked out. But they always had the best best uniform. They they got a, they brought in a lot of pop culture stuff in their entrances. Like they did the Dragon Ball Z um, uniforms one time. Um, I think they did some, they might have did some Final Fantasy stuff, but they, they brought in a lot of cool pop culture um, aspects with their, with their character, too, which I always appreciated. Because usually that stuff doesn't fly on WWE. They don't let that. Right. They don't let that stuff fly by. So, yeah, very good. I love it. All right, man. Number seven. Number seven for myself. This is where I'm going to put our rated RKO two. Um, for a lot of the reasons that you know Dan put, a lot of the reasons that I already said. Uh, I think Randy Orton is at, like he's in, like one that people don't talk about enough. So when they talk about the all time greats of basketball. It, it, the GOAT conversation always goes to LeBron and MJ. But for some reason, Kobe Bryant doesn't get talked about in that conversation. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not a big basketball guy, but Kobe Bryant often gets looked over. Dude's really, really good. Um, I feel that way with Randy Orton, all right? Because Randy Orton has been, aside from his injuries, 
He's never left. He's never, you know, left for a Hollywood career. He's always stayed. He's always found ways to reinvent himself. And I, damn, I love Randy Orton and his his, his work. Like, when he started doing, you know, the RKO and the, the, the psychotic thing, I was super into him when he turned face. Um, and then, of course, Edge's rise, you know, turning heel, winning money in the bank, cashing in, all that stuff. You mesh these two together, and it was just a perfect recipe for success. And, and, and like I said, when when you when you mentioned them, it was just um, it, legit one of the greatest uh, throw together tag teams of all time. It just it doesn't happen often. They have chemistry. They reference it still uh, recently. I think the was it the uh, the COVID WrestleMania. They they did they feud? Yes. Yeah, they I think they wrestled in uh, like some kind of hardcore match or something. And they or, called it the greatest wrestling match ever. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They kept booking it, um, <laughs> calling it. Yeah, and yeah, they they feuded over that. They they I think they brought brought it back a couple times. Really cool um, bond there. But I, I'm a I'm a big Randy Orton fan. He doesn't have really any other tag teams aside from RK Bro, which I fucking hate Matt Riddle, but um, can't stand him. Can't stand him. I, think, I think I just think he's a douche. Yeah, he just I looks like fair. a douche. He just talks like a douche. I hate like the way I think. What you think about Goldberg? But I hated like I didn't appreciate the way he just shat on Gold like shat on Goldberg. And then when Goldberg tried to confront him about it, he's like, "Don't call me bro." And he goes, "Okay, bro." Like I just I, I don't like that. I, I just just yeah, rude. Weird. He's a fucking goof. So I think Kevin worked him though, right? Kevin no, worked him in Toronto. Kevin worked him in Toronto, but then I don't even know if I should tell this on here. Uh, if no, it's a I Kevin will. story, then it's not even. It, it's not even it, like it's just speculation. But when Kevin went down to the performance center, he worked a match down there, and Riddle was in the room. And Riddle happened to start using Kevin's finisher like two months later. So that was a weird thing that happened. Yeah, fuck him. All right. Uh, yeah, RK, uh, rated RKO uh, yeah. is my number seven. Yeah. I mean, this is all just speculation, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past pretty him. He just, you just tell by looking at him that he just, I'm like, man, that dude just looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he just looks like one. Yeah. Um, all right, this is my first legend tag team on here. And... They're amazing for so many reasons, and you'll understand exactly why they're on here. But sometimes the chemistry between two people is just so damn good. You have to have them team up, if not just for a little bit. And during the late 90s, which was a weird time in tag team wrestling, where like people were just kind of taking the belts and wearing them a little bit, this was one of the fun ones that got to wear the belt. I'm of course talking about the Rock and Sock connection. Okay. Um, mankind and the Rock. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, what a great group. Like, the Rock being, like, this icon, this superstar. Rick Foley trying to bring that. And another kind of, like, RVDK like yes. type. Where it's like he's trying to bring the goofy side out of you. And they had that whole... What was that whole, like, celebration, like, that anniversary party this he had for life. The Rock? Oh, the This Is Your Life celebration that he did, where he brought out all those people. The Rock was, like, each time was just, like, <laughs> holding them up and doing the same motion with it. You could just tell. And then reading Foley's books, too, and how much inside 
jokes like him and The Rock had, like for house shows when they would go out and like do promos together, stuff like that. Just knowing the stuff that went on behind the scenes between the two of them makes that real life like tag team so much better. Um, they beat. I think the first time they won him, they beat the Undertaker and the Big Show to get him. Which, yeah, they had tag team titles together. Yeah, that was a thing yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it is very strange. But um, yeah, just a fun one that all the fans love to see too. Within that, because they were feuding on and off again at the time too. So that was another just big, uh, big moment one. And then of course WrestleMania twenty. When they came back and worked uh, Batista and Randy. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's God, this is your life segment. It's just everything. Everything about them just worked so good. Because oh, so Fo- Foley was so lovable and so relatable, and The Rock was just bigger, larger than life, and he was just, he was The Rock. Yeah. It just worked. It just worked. It was it was oh, so much fun. And that was before he was even Scorpion King yet, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like no Hollywood career. That right is now. crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> so certainly on track for it, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. All right, we are already up to our number six. DJ, lead us off. Number six, I have the Dudley Boys because hey, yes. you just can't not put them on the list. Putting people through tables, putting people through anything they can put them through. Um, I just love how hyped they would get over everything oh, yeah. and the energy that they brought to every match. They're just so much fun to watch. They are. I love it. it and like they, they just understood it. And every time you were sitting there watching a, a, one of their matches, you're always looking for, Devon, get the tables. <laughs> like, you, that's you, like, that was their, their thing. Like yes. you, you paid to see it. It was like if you if you went to a wrestling show where Stone Cold Steve Austin was there and he didn't do a stunner, you were pissed. If you went to a wrestling show where the Dudley Boys were at and they didn't get the tables or do something relatable to that, you were pissed because um, that's how good they were. They, they they broke them up for a little bit. It didn't work out all that great, and they put them back together. And they've had such an iconic career. ECW. I think technically WCW champions when when the WCW title was in WWE. Technically, yeah. WWE tag team champions. AE, no, sorry, not AEW. TNA champions. Yep. Um, they were brother. Um, they, they they kind of switched their team 3D. They called them. Yeah, yep. yeah. They they are legit. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, legitimately. Absolutely. And there's no arguing that they 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 help bring the Attitude Era in big time. When they, I still love watching Bubba powerbomb Mae Young off the oh stage into the table. <laughs> his face after. I'm still trying to figure out how they did that and how she was okay. I'm still trying to figure that out. I know he took the brunt of it, but I'm still trying to figure out how she did not die on the spot. There's no way. It's amazing. It's so good. If I did it to my grandma right now, <laughs> that'd be it. It'd be a wrap. <laughs> I, I... What a weird wrestling is so it's so weird funny. This <laughs> is so <laughs> damn good. This is t- total sidetrack, but that clip I sent you a few weeks ago on Instagram where they were talking about the white boy challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Theodore Long used to manage this guy named Rodney Mack. Yeah, they used to do like this white boy challenge where they, like. 
whoever, whatever white guy thinks they could come out and beat Rodney Mack in like less than five minutes or something like that doesn't. And it was like the third week of them doing it, and Goldberg came out and like squashed him in less than. But like the stuff he's saying mid match is like he looks at the camera while he's picking up for the jackhammer. He's like five minutes, my ass, and like hits him <laughs> with it, and then get, pins him, goes up on the top rope after it goes white boy like screams <laughs> it oh my god wrestling is wild it's, it's it is content right it's there. peculiar it is certainly peculiar ah uh, the sport so good yeah <laughs> all right matt you're number six my friend my number six this is where i'm going to put um i'm gonna put the steiner brothers here all right, this is the only one, well, that mostly WCW, but um, Rick and Scott, I know Rick's been in trouble lately in the uh, in, in the news, but amateur wrestlers, they did the whole Michigan thing, they did the varsity jackets, they had the singlets, they were big, strong, physical dudes. Um, all the, just all the suplexes, I love the creative ways that they found, you know, to, to suplex dudes, all the, all the holds, um, you know, they were they were a really fun tag team to watch. When I was wrestling, I used to study them in that era. Um, like Big Papa Pump Scott did not so much, but when they were the Steiner brothers together, I'd watch them oh, quite yeah. a bit just to watch their movements and how they did it and how they presented themselves and and, and their whole chain of events. So um, got to have the Steiner brothers up here. I know they had a brief WWE run, um, but and, and when they broke up, when Scott joined the NWO and shaved his hair and did the goatee thing, it was like, whoa, what's that going on? It was yeah. a big, big, big moment. Um, but, yeah, Steiner Brothers are my number six. Very cool. Thank Love you. It. Yeah, good um, choice. Thank you. I'll put the Brothers of Destruction here at my number six. Um, the Undertaker's my goat. He is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I think he has... Been a company man forever. His loyalty is unmatched. His uh, his willingness to work and learn the craft has always been incredible. He's the best pure striker in the WWE, whatever the fuck that's ever meant when right. Michael Cole used to say that. Oh, I mean, he used to throw hands, man. Like He it, did, but, he, but when he would say he's the best pure striker, like, what does that mean? Maybe Bull's really good. He, I don't know. Because he, <laughs> he never was just punching people. He did. The, he threw some. He he le, he, he he definitely he threw did some the whole wind up and yeah. did and he was so clean at it. Like and there was a lot of guys who did the punch thing, but Taker like wound well, up and controlled. He was an MMA fan too. Like, Big MMA use, fan. Took a lot of influence from that. for as Hell's Gate yep. by the end of it. Um, but that's besides the point. Him and Kane uh, together just complete each other. And like you said, they're, they're, you both touched on how many eras there have been of both of them from like the amazing matches they've done to the Saudi Arabia show. That was, oh my DX, God. which was terrible, but they've, they've seen it all. They've had like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Match. No, <laughs> they, they've had literally like get you a man that could do both with the best and worst of, yeah. the, of those things. But they've even had like, they're, they had a tables match with, shoot, I'm trying to think of who it was. It was the Dudleys. Yes, 
The Dudleys and then Edge and Christian. They had like a triple threat tables match with them at like an Armageddon or something. The okay. One year. It's one of my favorite matches ever to watch. Like it's just so good. The three of them working together is such good chemistry between oh, all yeah. of them. Um, I never got to see them live, but the one SmackDown show they did, Kane did a run in. For uh, for Taker and then they left together in like the way they used to do it. And I, I was like that. I think I've cool. seen. I feel like I've seen that once before. Taker too. worked MVP that show. You might have been there. Was it? It had to have been oh six, right? Or oh six, oh seven. I'm pretty sure. I think Pap was on that show. Oh man. Oh eight maybe. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. Um. But yes, for every reason already listening because they are two of the greatest of all time. The Brothers of Destruction makes my list. All right. Beautiful. Great choice, buddy. We are already at our top five. DJ, kick us up with number five. Uh, so I want to explain this one a little bit. I think, so we talked about TNA, and their storytelling wasn't the best. But I think that when this tag team split up, it's one of the best examples of building up to that point and then having the two go at it. And that's Beer Money with James Storm and... Uh, Robert Rude. Okay, very good. When they split up and had their their feud, and James Storm was just this badass, and he came down and covered in blood. The one, that the one was event, cool. and just it, that was amazing. But I loved all their their tag team stuff before that, and them versus the Motor City Machine Guns was like one of the first times I'm like, oh my god, like tag team wrestling is this cool? Yeah, like I because I I hadn't felt that since I would watch old stuff of like the Hardys and and all them, and now it's like. I, I felt that with with beer money too. I was like, okay, these guys—they're the real deal. That's yeah. That's the important thing is that when they do split up, it means something. Yeah, it is something big. There are teams that are just ripped apart, and they don't—they don't, you know—they don't have anything to do with each other. There's teams that split up prematurely and they feud, and it just nobody cares. Right, and nobody cares. Um, but yeah, when a team like that, and and I know well enough that how big of a deal that beer money it was to TNA, that when they did finally split up, it was it was massive. It, yeah. was, it was a big deal, and obviously they built it up very very well. And they referenced it, I think, in NXT. I think at one point, yes. I think Storm showed up during a Robert Roode match or after one or something like that. Um, but and people just knew they didn't say it was beer money, but they the people just knew, fans knew. Everybody just knew that there was a connection there, um, so yeah, that's a really that's a really good one. Probably one of the better splits. Um, definitely one of the better ones well. in TNA. Definitely one of the better ones in TNA, and honestly, probably one of the better executed ones of all time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. they they were building Rude to be like the guy to win. Yeah, and Storm won, and it was like such a swerve. Yeah, it was, it was so good the way they did that, and I would have been happy either way. And then when Rude went to NXT, I loved everything he did in NXT. Just one of the best characters ever. Oh, that, his entrance theme. Oh my Glorious. god! Yes, and the way he had the like the revolving thing just so good. could have been the greatest heel in the company if if they kept pushing him. And then when James Storm arrived there, I I fanboyed. I went insane. Yeah, and then he was there for like two days and two days <laughs> left. <laughs> We he came here on his like indie tour before he went, yeah. And they had him work cloudy, and he beat the hell out of him. I'm sure he did. <laughs> probably seen how little cloudy was and just whooped him up. Cloudy's like five five and probably oh, like no. a buck forty five. Storm <laughs> no. just clotheslined his head off the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. It was crazy. Uh, all right, Matt, you're number five. All right, uh, this is. Um, I'm going to put Kane and Big Show here. 
Uh, Super random, but this was a dominant team that probably should still be tag team champions to this day. Probably not, (laughs) but that's how, like, how do you beat these guys? Taboo Tuesday, 2004 or 5? No. Or was it Cyber? No, it was Taboo Tuesday. Six, I believe. I believe 2006. Because I was... 10, 11 when I first started watching, so that would have been 2004. 2005, you're right. It was 05. You're right. right. It's 2005. It was Big Show, Kane, and Shawn Michaels were up, um, and the it was like for the voting thing. I don't remember, I don't know if you remember these, but they used to do like a fan vote show, and okay. the voting was legitimate. And fans would vote, and they'd pick the matchups. But the options to face Triple H for the heavyweight title, somebody for the heavyweight title, was Big Show, Kane, and Shawn Michaels. The people, the two who didn't get it were going to get a tag team title match. Um, and Kane and Big Show won. I can't remember who was against. It might have been... I don't think it was... It wasn't La Resistance. I can't remember who it no, was. I'll remember it. But um, they went in one, and it's like, dude, like how good Kane was at that time. Kane was... St- like coming off of his great like unmasking storyline, like it was really starting to like f- not like flatline, but the aura was gone. He was just maskless. Kane was like nothing to us at that point, and Big Show was was you know uh, relatively dominant, but they were just a fun dominant team, and they ended up they I think it was WrestleMania twenty two. They beat the Miz and John Morrison or. No. Or was it Carlito? Carlito and, and Chris Masters. Masters. They beat him, and then the next night on Raw, they lost it to the Spirit Squad. They had them beat Caden uh, Murdoch at Taboo Tuesday. That's what it was. Isn't That's that what surprising? It was. That's crazy. They think were that a that was huge a tag team at that time. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so they had a nice, it was like a five, six-month run. But they, they could have been tag team champs for who's going to beat them. Yeah. Um, but it Definitely was a, not the Spirit Squad. Definitely not the Spirit Squad. They found an interesting way to make it happen, but um, it just it was never the same. But that was the most interested I've ever been in the big show. Um, but Kane and Big Show is a team. I think they ended up winning the belts a couple years down the line, too. Was some other, like the some other weird iteration, but it just wasn't the same. But, yeah, this is a team that could have literally should have never been beaten i loved that was i loved kane and big show (laughs) that was that was definitely a fun team they like had the weirdest run of champs during that time because it was kane and murdoch who were legit and then them who nobody should have beaten and the spirit squad which like how the hell right then flair and roddy piper beat them for the belts yes it's like okay these two old ass men and then edge and uh randy orton beat those two for it yeah like oh okay we're back yeah (laughs) and now we're 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 all set here yeah and the only reason kane and big show really ended was because of see no evil May 19th. Oh, come on. Yeah, when he was trying to rip out Big Show's eye, turned on on Big Show, came with heel again. It was just... That was a weird thing. Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Wrestling. 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 Great team, though. Great Great team. team. Um, Speaking of great teams, this team um, in particular, I remember watching for the first time, I believe it was when they debuted two on SmackDown, um, after rehearsal over at the Ghostlight Theater about 12 or 13 years ago, 
Um, I went to I went over to Randy's after a rehearsal to just go hang out, and he had SmackDown on. And we're seeing this team, and my friend's like, oh, yeah, these guys are supposed to be really good. They've been, I think, working for the past couple of weeks. I'd never heard of them before. And I was like, oh, they're interesting. They're a pair of brothers. Names are Jimmy and Jay Uso. Mm. And since that moment, I have watched them bloom into one of the best tag teams like that took I've a long ever time. seen in my entire took, life. Yeah. But they they paid their dues. They worked. They yeah. learned. They they did everything you were supposed to do within the company to get the right spot. And when I was watching them main event against Sammy and Kevin at WrestleMania this year. I couldn't believe how much I cared. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe that I was like, damn, they got me to care about the Usos this damn much. Yep. Like, to where I'm fully invested. And now they're the, the whole Bloodline Civil War is, is is fantastic. I've been following it. I haven't been watching it, but I've been following it on, like, uh, on social media. And it's been fun. It's been fun to follow. Yeah, they have great stories. Like, just everything with them is good. They're solid performers, too. Like, all their promos are really good. You really believe everything that's coming out of their mouths. Um, Them working with Roman is awesome. I think that's what Roman needed, too, was, like, good legitimacy and people around him to bring legitimacy at this point. But, man, they've worked all the best tag teams in the past 12 years. Like, they've had to work them at some point or another. So how do you not get good doing that? If you don't, you get cut from the company inevitably. True. And they've been around for 12 years doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, they've, They've gotten a lot more interesting. They used to do the... What are they? Not a Haku, but they used to do. Oh, like, the Haka? Haka, yeah, yeah. the cool. Tri- they really emphasizing the tribal entrance, and they just kind of grew into that. their own. Yeah, it was neat. That was when they first started to like really show some some character. Because when they first debuted, they were just the Usos. They were just they they they, I could, they looked like the Rock, but with long hair. It was yeah. so creepy to look at. Um, but yeah, then they started getting some personality, and, and uh, I, I I think they're the best they've ever been right now. They, Absolutely, they've defined the tag team division for the least. I mean, I would say the last ten years with the rivalries with with uh, with New Day, with Sheamus and Cesaro, and uh, a couple other teams too. The Shield, prob- Shield, probably Brody and the Wyatts. It's Wyatts. Yeah. They they've been the they've been the they've kind of been the the face of the tag team division. Yeah. Gave it gave it gave the division a lot of uh, relevancy for the last decade or so. Yeah. So great Absolutely. choice, great choice. Thank you, man. They earned their spot on there for sure. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, they for appear sure. on my list too. Oh, good, very good. Uh, top four. Number four, I have DX, mm, Triple yeah. H, Shawn Michaels. I mean, just yeah, that enough said right there. Two again, like with the, the rated RKO stuff, just two of the top guys yeah. teaming up. It's just you can't lose. No, it, best. I love their entrances together. The the, the when because I stopped watching wrestling in probably like ninety eight, ninety nine for a little for a couple years, and. Um, so I didn't get to experience like the best of DX when they reunited in oh five oh six. I got real excited because yeah. they, they did the whole the whole thing. They, like every time I made a, a a character, like I wanted I wanted the DX like in SmackDown versus Raw. I wanted the DX entrance. That's yeah. how cool it was. The entrance video, just every, the way it all blended together. Um, oh, it was the best. It was so cool. I I, I have a DX shirt. That I wear occasionally to this day from that from that second run, yeah, and um, yeah, because DX was just so revolutionary. So I, yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. They, they were 
They had some funny skits too. Oh yeah. Oh, they were Hilarious. so good. And we appreciated that too. Like those are the things we needed. We needed that humor yeah. wrestling at the time. Some people look down on it, but it's like your kids watch like the one where Sean was kicking the everybody backstage, and there was the yeah. one where Sean was like depressed and he was like cooking at some kitchen thing, oh and God, Triple H went hilarious. to go save him. Just some of the goofiest skits I've ever seen. What's your name, Steve? Steve? Oh, see, you <laughs> just made me have to kick Steve. I didn't want to have to do that. <laughs> Hilarious! The Hornswoggle stuff. I, when I, when oh. I was thinking of the rated RKO thing, I was thinking about the first promo they ever like came out and cut where they had impersonated oh, the, DX, yeah, or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, it, they were going back at them and they were talking about how Randy's like an icon in the gay community or something like that. And they're <laughs> like, like pictures like this. And they show him in a towel somewhere or whatever, and then. He says, or this, or this, and he and it and my, uh, Shawn Michaels and Playgirl pops up. He's like, "Did you put that in there? I was young, I was stupid. You told me girls read that magazine." <laughs> so good, I loved it. And you know, they're best friends too, so you couldn't oh, yeah. help but be into it because they were so into doing it. Yeah. Another one, every time they split up and had matches against each other was just great. Every yeah. time. Their rivalry was one of the best. Between like oh two and oh four, Sean and Hunter had some oh, some really Summer great matches. Match, man. The unsanctioned street fight, they had three stages of hell, elimination chamber, hell in a cell. Like that was uh easy go to match to to do and you know you were getting your money's worth every was time. It, was it Hebner or Charles Robinson that was in that match that at the one point Triple H was beating Sean so bad that he like literally like like either went in front of him or like stopped him from using the weapon again and he was oh, like God. enough like this it, it was so like you were so emotionally invested yeah. in that SummerSlam match but Yeah. SummerSlam 02 21 years ago. Yeah. Damn, gross. SummerSlam's this weekend, too. I'm old as hell. I know. How do you think I feel? I know. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number four for you, Matt. Number four for me. This is where I'm going to put... All right. This is my favorite... Probably one of my... Well, I I can't say that because the one after that's pretty um, pop-up, too, but... Uh, I'm going to put the real Americans here. All right, so big Jack Swagger fan. He was Kurt Angle light, but really cool. He did the whole collegiate thing. He had a bit of a personality. The slur was kind of funny, too. All American, American. He comes back. He's got the revamped theme. He's doing the Zeb Coulter, don't tread on me kind of shtick. Cesaro's getting hot. They're looking for something for him to do. They pull him in. He's obviously um, doesn't speak, you know, he speaks English, but, like, not like an American thing, but they make him and they make it work. And they had such great matches, um, a fun team, a fun gimmick. You know, we the people, and they they rode they rode with it and uh, did such a good job. Cesaro just got really really hot at the time, and they eventually started to split him up. Like Cesaro got, we talked about Cesaro got a push heading into Elimination Chamber. He qualified for it. Had a great match with Randy Orton, which I mentioned on our underrated matches list. Yes. And he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and then they just split up. The jealousy thing happened, but Smack WWE because they were it wasn't just SmackDown or Raw. It was everything was kind of mixed at the time. Had like four or five really probably six really solid tag teams at that point in time, and four of them split up within a couple month period. And that was one of them. And I was like broken hearted about it. So I'm like, what? Why? 
why? This is actually a really good team that's doing something. And, and I get it. Cesaro was on the rise. Unfortunately, nothing came of it. But it was just a really, really good team. It was a chance to put tag team wrestling back on the map. And they dropped the ball. That's what I hate is that they, they look at it as, oh, who's the breakout star? Who's the Shawn Michaels? Who's the Gennetti? And they'll always, they'll always try and get the squeeze the money's worth out of whoever's showing up, you know, whoever's the better of the two. And it's just it's it's weird where I feel like you know that the team should the team should be a little bit more higher profile, and they're they're not. Agreed. They're not. Um, that's why I was really happy though that this year's night one of WrestleMania was a tag team main event, like because that would ten years ago that would have never happened. No, right. now what now what never would happen. So yeah, It'd be a box office killer. Like they'd say it's like poison. Yeah, for sticking. Yeah, and they didn't, again they didn't even have you know upper echelon tag teams like that at that you know that point. So yeah, the real Americans are my uh, oddball number four choice. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, my oddball number four choice is well not oddball but odd in their own right. Um, the Miz and John Morrison ah, is like number four. Love it. Man, they are just two of the best entertainers as far as tag teams that have ever lived. When they used to come out to that goofy entrance, they did the slow-mo. And yeah. Morrison would flip his hair back and the Miz would be doing like his glamour shot real quick. You just, they were the douchiest people. Yeah. But um, the it was the the dirt sheet right was their first like big they used to do the dirt sheet. It was on, like a talk show. Thing, yeah, yeah, on the WWE like website yeah. every week they would do it, and that was a huge like nobody was utilizing uh, the internet like that yet to like cut their own promos and do certain things on it, and people fell in love with them like ripping on people and and like. Being those guys that were just douchey and wrecking the whole divisions. And, um, man, they just had some of my favorite moments ever. Um, I, t- I think I talked about it on here. We talked about it at some point. That match where they faced Jesse Jesse and Festus. Festus. (laughs) Do you remember Jesse and Festus? Yes, I do. When Festus used to change to the thing. I don't know if you remember this match, but the one day on SmackDown, they before the match started, one of it was it must have been Morrison. He stole the ring bell from the guy, and Festus had started out the ring, and Miz is standing next to him, and he's Morrison's ringing the bell, and Miz is imitating him as he's doing like his creature, and then he'd ring it again, and like they both just fall back, <laughs> and then he'd do it again, and then they do it on an odd number, of course. So right. Festus ends up like a ta- but it was so like all that stupid stuff they did when Carlito and Primo were a tag team. Yeah, their feud together was awesome. Yeah, so good, so so good because they were all good workers and they made each other look great with their promo. Work. And it was like for the Miz, it was one of the first big things that he did because remember when he first came in, he was doing that punky gimmick oh. where you had the jean shorts and the mohawk. Okay, he had the yeah, weird yeah. mohawk and he colored every week and he had the gloves. Like that's how he, him and Morrison started together. Do you like that's forgotten? Where his fin- his finisher was literally he'd run he'd run at you he'd do like the knee raise and a neck breaker like that uh-huh. you forgot you forgot about that but they did a, they obviously I, when Miz I'm came not around. even remembering that I'm remembering when like they brought him on for a little bit that he left and he would come out doing the oorah thing yeah and, yeah that, I mean that was that, that era was, was that, that was that, that era, era yeah but he, he was wasn't Miz wasn't Miz right? wasn't yeah. in Miz wasn't in tights at that time he was doing the he was doing the jeans and the uh, in the gloves, he was doing that punky, like uh, grunge, I guess, kind of, kind of sh- 
MTV Real World shtick. He did, he did uh, the season of Tough Enough, like the last actual season of it, I feel like, um, where Ryback was also a king. Ryan Reeves, oh, yeah. Wow. Like way, way. That was, he like, was on the Pewter one, right? Daniel yeah, Pewter the one? Daniel Pewter, yeah. Because yeah, he, he was runner-up to Pewter. Yeah. And then Pewter pissed off literally everybody, everybody in their mother backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> then they put him in the rumble with Benoit, Guerrero, and Holly, three of the hardest choppers that have ever existed. Oh, they his chest was never the same. <laughs> <laughs> they whooped him up good. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but yes, Miss and choice. made my I love list that. number four. I love They're that. So good. I love their rap. We can't can't leave that out. Oh my god, Bob their rap JT, was so JTG. good. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Oh, what the hell? What were GTD and Shad? What do they call them? JTG and Shad. What the hell? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, crime time. Yeah, crime time. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you there meant is. what? Did, what did they? I call was. Them? Oh, I was trying. To, yeah, I can't remember their tag team name. Yeah, crime time. Time they were the best. Uh, all right, top three for our tag teams already. DJ, your number three. My number three was already mentioned. It's the Usos. Uh, I, I, yeah, I remember when they debuted and they had Tamina and they're going, they're feuding against the Hearts, David Hart Smith and, and Tyson Kidd. Yes, and I loved them at the time, so I was always on their side. But I, w- when they faced the Street Profits at uh, Money in the Bank. Whenever that was, two years ago, three years ago, whatever, that match was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And like usually they they'll save all the 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 kickouts and the the close calls for the main events, and then they'll use it four hundred times there. But this was just middle of the show, and they completely stole the show. Ooh. Completely just worked the hell out of each other in that match, and and the the close calls. I I was on the edge of my seat, and I I just had it on for background noise. I was at my apartment, and I'm just whatever, and. I was just sucked in completely, and and that's when I'm like, these guys are are the real deal, and here they are, just still killing it. Yeah, still going strong. Um, which is it, Jimmy? That's going for the title, or is it Jay? I can't Jay. remember. Jay. Jay, right now? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going to a friend's house to actually watch it this weekend. I'm really excited. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, they've come a long way. They've come a long way, and they've both both shown their strengths. Good, I mean, their bloodline, like pun intended, is like incredible. Yeah, and there's been a lot of them that have like a lot of from that family that have just flamed out. Like they got they they were on top for a while, or they used to they used to just straddle these guys with these like, these savage gimmicks and stuff. And yeah, it was just not good. But. Um, yeah, they worked their asses off to get where they're at today. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's cool to see. I I I care about them tremendously because yes. of how hard they've worked. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, very good, very cool. Matt, your number three. All right, my number three. This one was uh, it's an it's another oddball pairing. It was very short lived, but they did win the SmackDown Tag Team Titles in two thousand two. Um, I'm talking about Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Now I know Chris okay. Benoit is a subject of controversy. I've said many times on this show, I'm one who can separate the art from the artist. Yes. All right. Chris Benoit, what he did to his wife and son, horrible, awful piece of shit. Hate it. Um, but he, he, there is no denying I will sit here happily and say that he's one of the best in-ring workers of all time. His technical stuff was so, so good. Him and Kurt had like this rivalry. They'd have great matches together. 
And when they eventually paired them up as a tag team, once once all the the division, you know, when SmackDown and Raw got separated, they had this fun dynamic where they try to like one up each other all the time through like their submissions and stuff, and it just made for such good good matches. Them against uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio from like O two, that was like the big tag team rivalry at the time. Was was those two going head to head? Those two teams going head to head. They were part of the SmackDown, uh, the SmackDown Six that Paul Heyman christened. I think those two, um, uh, Chris Benoit, yeah, it was Chris Benoit, Angle, Edge, Mysterio, I think Eddie, and Brock. That was the that was the big the big group, and that's what they were going to build SmackDown around. And um, some great stuff. Wish we got to see more of it, but Kurt Angle was just too big of a main event star. Benoit was on his trajectory upwards where he eventually won the World Heavyweight title. But, man, what a cool little run they had. And, again, I'm a sucker for technical wrestling. Yeah. Great technical wrestling. And those two had it. I love the WrestleMania 17 match against each other. Oh, it's just, so good. It's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best matches of all time. And, uh, and you know, to have them uh, be a team for even a month or two, however long it lasted, uh, was uh, was really cool to see. So, cool yeah. choice. I, I would you. not have thought about them. Yeah, so it was it was super brief, super brief. So, uh, one of those blink and you miss it kind of teams. But yeah, I uh, I adored it. I so, love it. Thank you, thank you. Um, my next two are, are probably going to be shared by at least one of you because they're they're iconic, um, and they're in no particular order, but they're in an order because I had to do it. Um, so I'm going to lead off with Edge and Christian for yep. my number three. Um, I, I don't have to say a ton about them. I already know they're on your list because Christian's one of your favorites oh, of yeah. all time. Yeah. Um, they, they helped define the tag team division along with the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys. Absolutely. They, they are one of the teams that made modern tag team wrestling exactly what it is today. And their story is amazing, too. Two kids from Canada that were always friends that wanted to go into pro wrestling yeah. at some point together. And they ended up being two of the greatest to ever do it in a lot of respects. And that launched their tag team career, launched two extremely successful solo careers on top of it. But they never fell away from the original tag team ever. There's a great moment in the first Money in the Bank match um, because they both participated in it where Kane's kind of in the center and Edge is coming in when Christian's in one portion of the ring already, and they just kind of look at each other, and Christian almost, like, picks up a ladder, like, like almost like, and Edge is kind of like, yeah, and, like, picks it up, and they both bring the ladder into Kane, like, yeah. old, like yeah. old times. They kind of just have a second where they fall back into that stuff. Yeah. And I always appreciated when guys would do that for a second. Like, if you used to be a team, if you just had that one moment... You have to it acknowledge so that because cool. it, it it gets lost, it gets forgotten so many times. I mean, it's hard to ignore Edge and Christian's history, but there's a lot of times where it's like it's really weird that they don't acknowledge like their history together, like yeah. some of these teams. Um, it's it's like it's unfortunate because if if current product stuff looked back at some of the older stuff, the older connections and whatnot, I feel like it would just it would just feel a lot more connected. Like wrestling would feel more yeah. connected to its history instead of okay, what's now like. You know, how cool it I love seeing that stuff. Oh, these guys used to tag up. Let me go watch some of the older stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, see yeah. what I could do with, you know, see what, what they used to do. 
uh, together. That stuff's fun for me, um, you know. But but yeah, it it, it it was always cool, you know. If when Edge just turned heel in oh five or oh four oh five. He challenged, I think, Batista for the heavyweight title. And he had, like, Christian in his corner. Or they, they did, like, a, a match where they tried to tag them up um, together. And they were just both, like, Christian and Edge were both bitching about, about the other one and stuff. It was so cool. So, um, yeah, that's a great one. That is a great one. And I'm sure we'll be talking more about Oh, it. yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. They they just reunited at the Rumble. I think the one that the Edge just won. Yeah, a couple years ago. Awesome. Yeah, that moment that was like a beautiful moment. Just, I was just like silent. I'm like I'm holding back tears. Like yeah. these two. I and their podcast. I used oh, to listen yeah, to their, their podcast, podcast religiously. So we, have, we have the poster in the in the cave. In the yeah, cave. I didn't. So it, months and months went by, and then like the third time Carla was on our podcast, she's like, "Oh, that's." Edge and Christian, I go, no way. My, I've been right next to an Edge and Christian poster this whole time. Like, yeah, that was gifted to me. I might have another one if you want. If I could find it, you can have it. Thank you. Um, I, I love their pod. Actually, I'm going to check that box right there. It might be in It might be in that little green box underneath the chair, but um, I think we might have another one. So, yeah, um, yeah. if you want it, you can have it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Ed, Edge is top ten all time for me, so I had to have that tag. He's my number one all time. Is he? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's we, that's a good one. I don't think we've done an individual wrestler no favorites list. And, yeah, see DJ, you got a lot more a lot more wrestling yeah. stuff to do too. Movies too. He wants to come out for a movie. Yeah. at some oh, point. Oh, we gotta have all. We gotta have all of that. So, I was saying, I just I love making lists. I'm I know you do. Yeah, freak for making. Lists. I knew you'd be perfect for this show. <laughs> uh, all right, and just like that, we're up to our top two as far as our tag teams. DJ, you're number two, sir. All right, this is another one. I'm sure we're going to talk about more. Uh, the Hardy Boys. My brother and I are, are super close, and uh, we we're, we've always been friends. And the Hardys were, were like our our guys. We we would both fight to be Jeff. We're both like, no, I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. <laughs> but um, it just that's who we would we'd go after all the time. And we do the twist of fate to each other and the Swanton bomb, I, everything, and just like those those guys. Like I said before, Jeff was my introduction into wrestling, and those guys just. Amazing, and the the TLC match with with uh, the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I can't like if you ever did backyard wrestling, like there was always somebody, or it was maybe you that wanted to emanate the Hardy Boys, oh, yeah. flipping off something, <laughs> doing a dive through something. They are they are about that life, um, and it's always really cool. It's kind of sad to see them together now because just they, they've. They've been through so much, like in their personal lives, and especially Jeff. But, um, but like, it, it's like you know that like they used to be able to do so much more. Oh yeah, and they, just them being together was really cool. But you also know what they, you know that what they what they used to be able to do, and it was just like it was great. Those prime years of of Matt and Jeff were um, were tremendous. Team Extreme, them and Lita, and uh, yeah, what a great squad! What a great squad! What I mean, just. Like they were the, they were the face of the tag team division. That's why you didn't sweat. You didn't think about you know how like you weren't like why is tag team wrestling so like, so bad because those those three teams that you mentioned were at the pinnacle and there was yeah. other teams that were you know were with them. Um, they were that good. They were that so good. good. And it meant something when they when they eventually split up too. Oh yeah, it meant a lot. It was heartbreaking. You know, when when didn't like Matt cost Jeff the heavyweight title at one point? 
I think that was later down. The it line. was later down yeah. the line when, when he was feuding with the Edge. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then Matt like killed Jeff's dog or something in a house fire. Oh, that, that, yeah. that was that was that a was, weird thing. That was horrible. That was so. That <laughs> I was, don't know why they did that because that was a real life thing that happened to Jeff. Yeah. Like his house actually burnt down. His dog actually died. Why yeah. would you bring that in? It's just as bad as the the, the Brie Bella. I wish I killed you in the womb. Whatever she said. Stupid. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about when I when I was talking about beer money. Like that meant something. That was huge. And then the first one I think of when Jeff and Matt breaking up. Yeah, the first time was that one's great. But then the dog stuff, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) They They missed on that one. Yeah, big swing and a miss. Oh man, love it. All right, Matt, you're number two, sir. My number two, I'm going to go with, uh, actually, you know what? This is where I'm going to put E and C. I'm going to put Edge and Christian here, too. I was uh, debating whether to put them at two or one. But um, Edge and Christian, you know, for all the reasons that we've really talked about, I'm a big, Christian's a top five for me all time. Um, You know, and their split meant something, too, because Christian was becoming jealous of Edge, and Christian was the heel, and he started doing the tantrum stuff, and, um, Edge was winning King of the Ring, and Christian was just mad and jealous. But yeah, they were great all the way back to their days in the Brood when they had the great, like the, yeah. the Brood theme song was unbelievably good. I still listen to it to this day. Um, them splitting off on their own, the five second pose, uh, and just, just, yeah, just so much, just fun stuff. Their relationship with Kurt Angle, they used to do, you know, they used to have like a trio with Kurt Angle. <laughs> Some of the segments, but they were just goofy, and they were fun, and it was nice to see in a le- in a world where big guys are heralded as like the you know this is what wrestling is. And these two, and they were not like they're small, but they were smaller compared to the big shows, Canes and Undertakers of the world. That they can be just as popular um, too. They got to do a little, maybe do a little bit more, put their body in the line, but you know they uh, they they were they they were. Top tier um, for a very very long time. The best, the best. So, love them to death. They're both their singles careers have been pretty good. Um, you know, really really good. You know, they both won their first heavyweight titles around the same time too. Mm-hmm. Christian and TNA and Edge and WWE. But uh, yeah, love uh, love what they got going on there. So ENC is my number two. And they were good with the Brood too. Like that was dope. Like that that yeah. being with Gangrel, all the vampire yeah, thing, I love and that. yeah. Wrestling is so fun. Yeah, um, Hardys are also my number two. Love it. And if you need any reason as to why they're number two, as far as like my favorite tag teams of all time, all you got to do is go watch WrestleMania 33, where oh my God. the New Days coming out and being like, "Oh, well, we just heard there's another team added to this match. Wonder who it could be." Everybody's kind of thinking it's going to be the New Day because they're hosting, and then the Hardy theme hits. And the whole stadium lost its collective mind. And then they won the belts. And you heard not a peep from anybody about them winning them. They were just like, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Normally you have people like, no, that wasn't right. And everybody's like, all right, fine. It was a collective like, yeah, that was awesome. That was a good moment. Like, we all needed that. They're, They're Team Extreme. They're two of the best. Uh, high flyers to ever do it. They they have such different careers between the two of them, yes. but not in a bad way. They both made such a good name for themselves in their roles and doing what they needed to do. Um, 
Matt, I watched on SmackDown after um, he got drafted after the whole Edge thing. That was my first exposure to either of them was watching him. Because, you know, I didn't grow up with cable, so I couldn't watch Raw. So right. whoever's on SmackDown, that's the wrestlers I'm watching at the time. Yeah. Um, and then he was at, um, like, the second live event I ever went to, which was cool. It was just a house show. Yeah. And then years later, when I was doing ESW stuff, I um, filmed a promo for him and Pepper Parks when he worked in there. And, like, awesome. he was just like, oh, yeah, just tap me on the shoulder when it's time to go. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Touch you? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, but Jeff, too, the, his his run to the top um, – with the whole edge thing and winning the belt here it's it's an incredible 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 um career and story for both of them and you know it started off as one of the better tag teams ever so they belonged at number two on my list for very sure. good very yeah. good i have a story about the wrestlemania return for 33 please uh my brother and i i said they're so important to to us and we watched every WrestleMania, but our TV wasn't working. Something like the, the HDMI cord broke, something like that. And so we're not watching this WrestleMania. And it was always a joke, like, if someone was late coming from rehearsal or coming from school or something, like, um, oh, oh, you missed it. Jeff Hardy returned, and he won the belt, and he did all this. Oh, and then uh, I get the 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 thing on my, my iPad. I get the from the WWE app, Hardy's return and win the, the titles. No. And my heart just... it just sank because i missed that entire moment and both him and i were like destroyed it was amazing destroyed heartbreaking (laughs) i i will say close runner-up was uh jeff debuting in (laughs) aw last year the year before because matt was getting beat down like (laughs) yeah he was he was getting his ass kicked by um the whatever group he was with at the time and Jeff's music hit, and everybody starts going nuts or whatever. And he got on the ramp, and he's running out. And he stopped for a second to just <laughs> do the dance real quick. And everybody was making a meme about the yeah. fact that, like, Matt is getting his ass kicked in the ring, and he comes out real quick. And he, like, stopped for a second, just like, I know you're, I know you're hurting, but I got to get this in <laughs> yeah. real quick before we get we this go. out. <laughs> I love so it. So good. Yeah, I he's been through a lot, and I pray for that man a, yeah. a lot yeah. with just his health issues in general. Yeah. But no one can deny how freaking cool he is. Oh, yeah. One of the best. One of the best. All right. Speaking of the best, we are up to our number one on our list of tag teams. DJ, dying to hear what you have. You both already named them, Edge and Christian. I couldn't. Uh, they just mean the world to me. Edge is my favorite wrestler ever. Uh, Christian, I just love and and listening. I've listened to every episode of their podcast multiple times. So I watched their brief show on the network. I, I every I'm just obsessed with both of them, and and their in in ring work was was great too. So it's like they had everything. They had every part of wrestling down and and entertainment. Everything they just they're it for me. They're they're by far the number one. Yeah, I'll never forget when, because I'm a huge fan of their podcast, or was a huge fan of their podcast yeah. when they were doing it consistently, and uh, I'll never forget when they put up the thing where they were like, hey, so this is done for a while, because uh, we both have some personal life developments. We're like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then he was at the Rumble like a couple months later, and it was like... Edge, <laughs> what are you telling us right now? But yeah, they're I I if I couldn't love them enough as a tag team, listening to them interact with people that 
like they've had stories with in the past and stuff like that made me love them so much freaking oh more. yeah oh yeah the best ah uh, yeah yeah i it, definitely it, i was having a hard time debating whether i should put them at one or two so it's I deserved get it. my number one's weird but you, you mine is two i think mine is two uh well let's hear it let's hear all right so doing. my number one this is it. <laughs> my favorite tag team of all time just because of the build-up to them doing it and the whole storyline situation just building up to it, I'm going Team Hell No. Love it. You are! That's it. awesome! Yes, I am. I, I love Yes! That. I loved Daniel Bryan and Kane. Holy shit, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I Yeah. I was such a super fan of Daniel Bryan when he started to, like, just initially, but when he turned heel... Uh, when he won the world heavyweight title before, and then he started like, he's just, I'm like, I never seen him as this, this entertainment guy before, like great wrestler. Yeah. But as far as entertainment, he's growing the beard out and he's do he's there's to have him go to like anger management and he's <laughs> sitting next to Kane and these skits were so good. I still watch them to this day. Um, just how good they were. And he's just, I bought all the T-shirts. I had the yes, yes, yes shirt. I had the no, no, no shirt. And he's just like, no, no. It just like it, it was just so funny to watch. I am the tag team yeah. champions. <laughs> I am the tag team champions. This this stick was so fun. Again, I like the big guy, little guy yeah. dynamic, but the skits, the 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 backstage segments were some of my favorite. They did one with horn, a couple with Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah. Where I think great. Daniel Bryan like kicked him in the balls or something at like, one of the arenas. It was so funny. Um, just watch those two together, and I was so heartbroken when they broke up. And it was like, I think it was I forgot what the, the, the big thing was, but I remember like when Daniel Bryan first won the heavyweight title uh, or the second one is the big push he got at WrestleMania 30. And he was kind of injured, and they had Kane like beat him up to write him off, like so he can go away and get surgery and rehab and stuff. And I was like, "Damn, yeah, that sucks." But they had a nice long reign. They beat, uh, oh, Kofi Kingston and r Truth for the titles, and uh, they ended up losing them to the Shield, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules. They held on to him for I think it's like two hundred forty. Five forty six days, Damn, something like that. A while. It was a good run. September sixteenth, twenty twelve, the May nineteenth, twenty thirteen. Um it was a good run and um, May nineteenth. May nineteenth. No. Oh, uh, I didn't put that together. Oh yeah. shit. I didn't even think about that. i just Kane's just, <laughs> just to it's the a thing. I it's it's apparently not a good day for him. Uh but yeah, I know they were in a bit they had a lot of matches where it was like Kane, Daniel Bryan, and whomever Versus the Shield, like it was a big yeah. rivalry thing back then. I think they had, I think they teamed with Randy Orton or Big Show at WrestleMania that year to face off against the Shield um, in 2013. But it was this big rivalry thing. But yeah, Team Hell No and my number one, just because I just favorite skits and they were just a good, good team. And like I said before, Kane's the best solo tag team wrestler of all time, Correct. in my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with you. Thank you. Um, my number one is the team that made me fall in love with tag team wrestling. And they will always have such a special place in my heart for so many reasons. My favorite tag team of all time is the team of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. 
Mm, okay. That's yeah. so. When yeah. I first started watching wrestling in around 2004 or so, they were teaming together all the time because Eddie was feuding with Angle. Like that was that that was a big thing. Like they were always like the main events on SmackDown or like something in there. Ray would always be involved in some yeah. way, or he'd be the one working Kurt if Eddie was, and if they needed, right. like a filler week, like he'd always be involved in some way. And then they kept them, like, tethered through the year, pretty much. And they would always talk about, like, their friendship and what they... Like, he was supposed to be on their Survivor Series team that year, but there was a cruiserweight thing, so Eddie had to take him off. And I remember the whole promo was he was like, Ray's my friend, man. Like, I'm not taking him off my team like that. But they made him do it anyway. And then Ray and RVD were a tag team for a bit. Yeah, they won won the belts for a little bit, yeah. And then RVD hurt his knee. In the one match they were doing, and they took him off and put him on the Bashams. Yeah. And so Ray goes, all right, you took the belts in a cheap way. Okay, that's fine. You hurt my tag team partner. Okay, that's cool. I found myself another one, and Eddie pulled up in the low rider. So they won the belts at No Way Out, and then they became the first tag team to face each other at a WrestleMania. Great match. Um, Fantastic match. Eddie's last WrestleMania match. Yeah. Um, And from then it moved into their feud too and that was the first time like that there was a big like tag team breakup that i watched or one that really meant something to me i watched billy kidman and paul london break up but that didn't mean like not as much my jaw dropped when eddie came out and that was a brutal moment too when he like ripped his mask and was like and the why eddie why yeah that like that whole thing i love this theme after that too i did too the cell phone ring you feel the heat uh, but a, another moment in that is my first wrestling live event ever was the Road to WrestleMania 21, and I got to watch Ray and Eddie team up against the Bashams. I, think I, was point, for, I think I was there for that. You probably was were. JBL and Cena in the main event? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, JBL said something about the Bills. Bills, yeah. Straight Super Bowls, yeah. Yeah, I was in eighth Asshole. grade for that. That Asshole. was a great show. I was, yeah, I think I was in sixth. My dad, my dad yeah. laughed because he just—he's not a big, he's not a wrestling fan at all. But he's mm-hmm. just like, ah ha ha, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> but they like there was I—I I realized that love and they—they they team for such a short amount of time, but the impact that that teaming left, like you see the I'm your mommy shirts now everywhere that Rhea's popularizing. A play, and like yeah, that's, a play on that. that's a play on the I'm your poppy thing from that storyline, and then. WrestleMania this year, I got super emotional because emotional Ray got it inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then on his way out for his match with Dom, he was riding on the low rider with Snoop, and nothing but a G thing was playing. And then they went through the curtain, and they started playing Eddie's theme. Yes. And they started hitting the hydraulic. And then he got on the ramp, and they announced him as a Hall of Famer, and I just burst into tears. Yeah. Because it was just like... Like, he's still such a big part of that whole thing. And Eddie, if not for Undertaker, he would be my favorite of all time because he's just, he means that much to me for the short amount of time he was there. But that tag team, man, it meant something to me when, like, that's the stuff that meant something to me. And they feuded most of that year. I think they feuded, like, they had the match at WrestleMania, but, like, after the turn, they went until, like, early October. They, yeah, they did Judgment Day. They did Great American Bash. They I did think SummerSlam. Eddie won with a frog splash off the top of a cage. They did, like, a cage On match the cage blow match, off. Yes. that was, so I was pissed because that was some kind of special. That was, that was the only this time he sounds, beat him. This sounds absolutely terrible. And that's funny because I noticed that, too. That was the only time he beat him. This sounds absolutely horrible. They did <laughs> 
they did some kind of special of SmackDown the one night. It was like a special anniversary episode or something. And Katrina had just happened. And oh. they were doing this, like, <laughs> for whatever reason, UPN cut off the first hour of SmackDown to do, like, a fundraiser thing yeah. for, like, like what the hell? It's an anniversary <laughs> episode. So I'm like, why the fuck are they playing this on the TV? Like, and it's like you know, obviously a horrible tragedy that oh, yeah. happened. And I'm just like, put Ray and Eddie on. <laughs> I need to see them. I they they were there in time for that match, but the, but the main of I remember that because the main event of that night was the bull rope match that they did between um, Batista and JBL. Yeah. Remember That's, when they yeah, used to I do, do that? that? Holy shit. Yeah, where you used to have to touch all full of four corners with yep. the tether. I remember that. That was a weird thing. <sighs> Wrestling's so fun, man. It is. It can be. Yeah. And it, this list was a lot of fun. This list was great a lot of fun. DJ. And, well, DJ, this was a great list to have you on for the first time for, and now you're absolutely going to have to come back and do more with oh, us. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love to. Between movies, wrestling, we'll have so much more to talk about. Because you have a... We we always have a hard time to finding people with a deep knowledge of wrestling. So because you have that, we can talk more like topic wise, yeah. and that'll be fun for future episodes. Oh, I love sure. it! Yeah, uh, make sure you check out the Starry Night Theater Pod if you have not already. Whether you're into theater or not, the process of putting together a community theater is crazy interesting, and the stories involved are really amazing and really brilliant. Um, and they're doing a really, really good thing over there. So make sure you're checking Absolutely. that out. Absolutely. Your guys' socials are a lot of fun, too. I follow you on Instagram. I don't have TikTok, but I, you guys, I do have a TikTok. Yes. A lot of fun clips um, that, I, that I get to see pop. That I put a, It puts a smile on my face. It, it is nice to see just how um, great you guys do. And the community comes out and supports. So if you do live in the Western New York era, er, excuse me, area, um, well, give the address and, and it, you know maybe people can come check out a a, a play sometime. Yeah, one seventy Shank Street, um, on the corner of Shank and Vandervoort. Yep. Starry Night Theater. Church, Starry Night Theater. Starry Night Theater dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theater um, with the R E. With e. the R E. That's right. Mm-hmm. Theater with the R E. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you check it out. I went to the Frankenstein show a couple months ago. It was so good. It was so much fun to sit there and watch. I was taken aback by just how good. I don't, you know, I'd always been aware of it, but you know, I it never been like a theater guy. Like, okay, I got to go see this stuff. And I was like, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. And I'm trying to make time to come see Sweeney Todd. I'm not sure when it comes. When when does it end? When do you guys? Uh, this Sunday. Sunday. Is it this Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I hit my light. It's so busy, but um, for, yeah, forgive me. But yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. I do enjoy it. Um, it, it put me on the theater uh, and a new appreciation for it as yeah. well. So, and the last weekend for Sweeney is this weekend. So it is the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. The third at seven, fifth and sixth at eight o'clock, and or no, fourth and fifth at uh, eight o'clock, and then the sixth at two p.m. Yes. Um, so if you're listening in real time, make sure you check that out. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. A personal note, um, YAO just did 100 episodes this week, so if you want to go check Congratulations. out episode 100 of Your Average Ordinary, that is out now. Um, and, but for now, from Matt, DJ, and myself, do you even list? Are you ready?
Little man. 